0: Hi, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of the Cheryl Atkinson podcast on JustTheNews.com. I hope you'll check out all the Just The News podcasts. You can go to JustTheNews.com and see the list of them on the homepage. Today, a top lawyer weighs in on the maddening fight to get documents the public owns from the federal government relevant to COVID-19 vaccine safety. Aaron Seary is a civil rights attorney, and he's right now fighting a very tough battle to try to pry documents from the federal government. Like many battles that involve freedom of information law, these are documents we own And the government works for us and is paid by us to collect this information and act on our behalf. And yet, too often, as in these cases, the government won't let us see the information. Some of the court fighting that Aaron Seary is fighting now involves safety matters with a medicine that millions and millions of us have gotten, Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, something the public certainly has an interest in. And yet there's a lot of material being kept secret from all of us. Here's Aaron Seary.
1: We started handling vaccine injury cases. That's what we did. We've been doing that long before COVID, and that is not, I guess, as controversial as it were. There are many attorneys across the country that do vaccine injury cases in the federal court of claims, where most such cases have to be brought, where you sue the federal government, and they're represented by the Department of Justice. And and that work led to, I guess, what you would call the more controversial policy-related vaccine work. Uh, you know, I. To sum it up in a nutshell, I would say that you know if you can't decide uh, without government coercion what goes on or in your body, or, or to state it differently, if the government can coerce what goes on or in your body, what rights do you really have?
0: Can you summarize um, the Pfizer case? I mean, this is fascinating where you're trying to get information. I mean, let me set up by saying to emphasize the drug companies, and in this case, vaccine companies collect all kinds of information and have information that directly pertain to the safety and effectiveness of a medicine that millions of people are taking. Some of that is shared and required to be shared with the FDA, and yet is kept secret from the American public that the FDA serves and that takes the medicine. It's kind of an interesting arrangement, really. It's kept secret for proprietary reasons, they say. But tell me about the documents that your group is seeking or was seeking to get from Pfizer and try to explain if you can in simple terms what these are and what they mean.
1: Sure, so the group that I'm representing is seeking to get the documents from the FDA and what these documents are, are the set of documents that Pfizer submitted to the FDA in order to license, to get the FDA to issue a license to Pfizer so that it could freely sell and market its Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine in the United States. The FDA doesn't conduct clinical trials. The FDA just reviews the data submitted by companies after it, it conducts a clinical trial. So um, if Pfizer here, which is developing a COVID-19 vaccine, it went out and it conducted clinical trials of that product or, or, or uh, what it hoped would be a, a licensed product. Um, and then it, it collects all that data and it submits it all to the FDA. And it says here, FDA, here's all the records, data, documents that you need to give us a licensure to be able to sell this vaccine this, you know, in, in the United States. And so the, um, uh, you know, Pfizer submitted that paperwork to the FDA, effectively, you can call it an application essentially as a BLA application. And then the FDA um, um, reviews it and it will determine whether or not it will license the vaccine so that Pfizer can, as I noted, freely sell it. And normally until a drug or vaccine is licensed by the FDA, you can't um, um use it you can't distribute it you can't um you know doctors don't administer it um here obviously there was a bit different because the fda gave what's known as emergency youth authorization which is different than licensure it, it allowed the product to be used even before the fda had determined under the fda standards that the product was safe and effective so this is a bit of a different situation where, you know, usually drug companies are looking to get it licensed because they can't make money until they do. Here, Pfizer did already have it out there on the market, but it, 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 there were a lot of uh, no doubt perceived benefits to having it licensed, including it could freely market it, as well as, um, you know, uh, there was a general, uh, a lot of general There were a lot of universities and other places that said they would not mandate it until it was licensed. And obviously, mandates do uh, that coercive effect of mandates do end up resulting in them selling more product. So, with that said, um, Pfizer submitted all of the data and documents to the FDA to have um, to have the FDA review it and and submit and granted licensure. The FDA. Uh, reviewed all of that information in the period of 108 days, and then decided to issue Pfizer a licensure for its COVID-19 vaccine. Under the FDA's own regulation, once a licensure is issued for a drug or a vaccine, all of the documents submitted by the pharmaceutical company seeking licensure, also known as the sponsor. Are supposed to "quote unquote" be immediately available to the public. That is the FDA's own regulations. No doubt, the FDA adopted those regulations uh, at a time long ago when it probably had um, more of a uh, ethos of transparency, openness, and 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 accountability. Uh, but uh, it clearly has retreated from those positions because uh, when when on behalf of this group we then. Relying on the FDA's regulations as well as the Freedom of Information Act, we submitted a request to the FDA uh, on behalf of the group, saying, "Okay, it's now been licensed under your own regulations. It says all the data and documents the FDA gave to the C to uh, that Pfizer gave to the FDA should now be immediately available to the public." And FOIA also says it should be available to the public. We are now hereby requesting on behalf of the group that. FDA, please make those documents available to the public. The FDA's response was basically nothing. (laughs) And um, uh, and, and then we uh, finally sued the FDA in federal court, uh, demanding that they comply with their own uh, regulations as well as the federal law under FOIA and um, to produce the documents um, that are responsive. Uh, by the F, our best estimate based on the information given to us to date by the FDA through the Department of Justice is it's about 450,000 plus documents. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, they've started to provide a trickle of those documents. Their position before the court, and we have a hearing on this tomorrow in a federal court in Fort Worth, uh, in, in Texas, is that they would like to produce an initial about 12,000 pages in about two months, but then thereafter produce, uh, only be required to produce about 500 pages per month. So if you do the math, there's over 450,000 pages approximately, and they wanna produce around 500 pages a month, that will take them about 75 years to fully produce the documents. Given that the average life expectancy of most Americans is about 77 years, pretty much everybody in America alive today will be dead before all the documents are fully produced. And as the experts in our case have explained, until all the documents are produced, they can't do a proper analysis, a proper review. And that review is critically needed. We need independent scientists reviewing the data that the FDA allowed upon to license this vaccine. No doubt there was a whole host of political pressures from both parties both when Trump was in office and now when Biden's in office, on the FDA for one reason or another with regards to this product, they have limited staffing, presumably sometimes. They, 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 um, um, they wanted to get this out as soon as possible. And the FDA has kind of staked their reputation on it. Unlike any you know, uh, health, uh, heart medicines and, and, and antibiotics, they don't, FDA doesn't come out and start widely touting and promoting those products. That's not their role, but they did do it with this product you know, Janet Woodcock and Peter Marks, the then acting commissioner of the FDA and the head of the biologic, the vaccine division effectively at the FDA, they've been promoting this vaccine for months, long before it was licensed. So they've staked not only their personal reputations, but the FDA's reputation. So any issue with this product, um, whether it's got, whether waning immunity uh, uh, with regards to variants and so forth, or, or if it causes injury, those are all reflect badly on the FDA, um, creating a conflict. So we need independent scientists to look at, at this data, to evaluate the data that the FDA relied upon, not only to assess you know, what, what the, the, the appropriateness of the licensure, but also to help address the critical ongoing issues that are arising with regards to this product. We're, we're watching the need for a third dose now, a booster. is saying there might need a fourth dose. There are uh, variants that evade vaccine immunity that are arising. The FDA shouldn't be hoarding this data. It should be sharing it with independent scientists from across this country who may comprise this group so that we can have the best minds in this country, all minds, scientific minds, especially independent scientists, helping to address this crisis.
0: More with Erin Seary after a short break. Mm -hmm.
2: Tasks, deadlines, and projects. What if your teams had a tool that brought everything together? Trello is the project management tool that powers collaboration for over 2 million teams across the globe, including 80% of Fortune 500s. Trello brings teams together by tracking daily to-dos and provides a high-level view across projects and teams. From product development and design to support and production, Trello helps all teams move their work forward together. Thousands of IT admins around the world trust Trello to keep their work safe. With Trello, your teams will have access to hundreds of top-tier integrations they can rely on. A big reason why Trello is top-rated for employee satisfaction. It's where companies do their best work. Trello for enterprise. Learn more by Visiting Trello.com slash for enterprise. That's T-R-E-L-L-O.com slash for enterprise.
0: This whole notion of rolling production of documents, giving some, you know, a few every month. This is a strategy that the federal government has adopted to try to withhold documents. You know, one of many strategies they use to not comply. I think they've perverted freedom of information law over the years. And I sought records on enterovirus, D68, and some other things that were going on in this country in the last few years, paralyzing children, and in some cases killing children with a disorder called AFM, acute flaccid myelitis. In any event, as some children were dying and being paralyzed by the dozens, CDC wouldn't talk about it. You know, usually they're very big on talking about some public health threats, depending on whose interest they're watching out for. Sometimes they don't wanna talk about it. In this case, they didn't wanna talk about this public health threat. They first claimed they didn't have documents, didn't answer the freedom of information requests. Mind you, to those listening, we own these documents. These people work for us. They're generating documents and collecting them on our behalf. They don't have a right to withhold them. That's the law, FOIA law, freedom of information law is supposed to make that happen. And uh, we went to court and sued and they did something similar. They, after sort of denying they had documents, then said they had so many, they couldn't possibly produce them in a short period of time, even though they're due within 30 days. And they gave a rolling production schedule that they'd start giving us a few every month that like you in your case. Um, I did the math and presented it to the judge and it was something like 50 years before we would get documents we were entitled to in 30 days or less. And the judge actually pointed that out to them and said, oh, yes, that's that's right. It's like 50 years on your schedule. I mean, this is just, I guess, a delay tactic. But why would you say it's so important to for you to have these documents sooner? You've described what they might show or could show. But what do you suspect is in them? And why can't the government just hand them over? Why wouldn't they want to just give them to you?
1: So uh, starting with the last piece of that, the government's position, the FDA's position, is that they have to make sure that uh, they don't reveal any of Pfizer's trade secrets, that it's critically important that the interests of Pfizer be protected so that they have to do a word-by-word review of everything to make sure that there are no trade secrets that Pfizer has that would be revealed to the public. They don't seem to obviously have the same concern about the interests of the American people in these documents. These are documents underlying the licensure of a product that the federal government has given Pfizer complete immunity for any injuries they cause. These are documents for product that the federal government is trying to mandate Americans take. This is a documents for a product that the federal government has given Pfizer over $17 billion for. So when it comes to the uh, Pfizer's interests, they, they, they seem to jump in every direction. Give them immunity from liability for injury. They did that with a stroke of a pen. Mandate it, Biden did that, or tried to with the stroke of a pen. Give them $17 billion, that happens very quickly. But when the American people ask for some transparency, when they say, hey, We'd like to see, as you pointed out, the very documents that we, in large part, pay Pfizer for, not only paying Pfizer directly with over $17 billion, but we're paying it by not permitting Americans to sue Pfizer for their injuries. We are uh, assuring Pfizer a guaranteed market by mandating it on its behalf. And I'd add that the federal government acts as the marketing arm of Pfizer in many ways promoting this product. All those things the federal government does quickly, deploys resources galore. But when it comes to transparency with the American people, the FDA is saying they want to allocate the equivalent of one person, one person to spend a few hours a month to review those documents for the next 75 plus years. I assume that person will have to also change over time. you know, uh, in, in any events. Now, in terms of what's in the documents and what they might reveal, you know, it, it, there really is no point. I mean, one could speculate and one could even draw potential speculation as to the fact that the FDA wants to take so long to produce them. But the important thing is, is that transparency is critically important. And when an organization doesn't want to be transparent, you got to wonder why. Why won't they release these documents to the public? Why do they want to take so long? This excuse about trade secrets is—it's not serious. The the Pfizer had an opportunity to redact anything that they thought was trade secret beforehand. In fact, the FDA's regulations even provides as much that they can—they ha- could have done that, including for a reasonable period of time after submitting them to the FDA. They might have already done so, and and um, and most of these documents are basically the clinical trial data, they wouldn't contain trade secrets. The entire excuse is entirely overblown. The only other basis that the FDA is providing beyond the trade secret one is they say they need to protect you know, personally identifiable information, but then yet, it, but again, Pfizer was required under the FDA's regulations to remove personally identifiable information before the the, the, the data was submitted to the FDA, so again, that concern is overblown. I'll point out one other thing, and it's this. Reviewing and producing documents happens every single day in private litigations. And sometimes it includes producing hundreds of thousands of pages a month. And in those private litigations, the review that occurs is far more arduous and complicated than what is the review that needs to occur here. These private companies that engage in these type of reviews often have far less resources than the over $6.5 billion budget that the FDA has and the over 18,000 employees that the FDA has, but yet somehow they managed to get that done. But yet when it comes to our own federal government, they can't get it done. It's, It's frankly, it's an embarrassing argument for them to make and they should hold true to the promise they made to the American people, which was they were gonna be transparent with this product They are clearly not living up to that promise.
0: Well, the federal government in general, and here the FDA creates its own information production request backlog by not on the front end. As you said, there are many things they could do to assume that with transparency, that almost everything as they've been asked to do with FOIA law interpretation, assume it's public in nature, and there has to be an overwhelming reason to withhold something. And it would be very simple on the front end to say that, a drug company must, when they produce the documents, mark anything that they think is uh, sensitive. And that could be done almost in real time. And this stuff could have and should have been posted as it was, as it was originally reviewed by FDA, in my view. But they create a backlog so that when you cr- request something, they can make it take months or years. And at the end, even though you get the documents, there's no accountability for the people that improperly withheld them. Because the courts, I don't think ever, the federal courts have said, you know, you go, you go to jail. I don't think there's a provision for that in the law, but they've never said to an actor who's withheld documents improperly that they owe a fine or that they owe money. They simply say, here's the documents." So the goal has been served with the delay, regardless of if they ultimately have to turn them over in 10 or 20 years. Yeah. I would also say that I think there's a special instance when it comes to a medicine that people are being required to take by their jobs or the federal government or whatever the mandate is, think about this. We're being asked to consume a product that's fairly experimental in nature with no long-term track record that we can't even get the basic information about, that the government who works for us has and holds and they know, but that we, the public who they work for, we can't see it. It just seems to make very little sense. Oh,
1: it's incredible. You, you can't say no, right? Because you're mandated to take it. You can't sue for harm, right? But yet you're not allowed to see the documents underlying its license. Right? It, it, it truly is incredible. And, you know, and and it's why, it is why that government should never coerce what, be able to coerce what goes on in your body. Because if the federal government wants to give immunity to liability to pharmaceutical companies, and create a serious moral hazard that decouples their profit interest from their interest in assuring safety, okay, yeah, I mean, the federal government, if they want to do it, I guess fine. I mean, it's, I don't see how that's in the interest of the American people, but if they'll do it, they do it. And if the federal government wants to license a product based on what many scientists are saying are, are, are underpowered and not a sufficiently uh, uh, um, constructed clinical trials, well, I guess, again, they can make that mistake. And if they want to ignore widespread reports of harm, I guess they can do that too. My point is that there are a whole host of problems that can arise with with pharmaceutical products, and we've seen that you know we've seen historically the problems that can arise. The last line of defense, so to speak, in the cascade of potential failures, is the ability to say no. If you can't say no without losing your job or being kicked out of school or some other a dire consequence that you don't have the right to say no. And that inability to say no without some serious consequence means that there's, that's it, you've taken down the last line of protection when it comes to any pharmaceutical product. And that is a very scary precedent. And it's not one that we should continence. There is no pharmaceutical product that Americans have ever truly been required to receive. Even childhood vaccines, for the most part, have had check the box exemptions up until very recently, which effectively means it's a mandate, non-mandate. But we are now entering into a new phase in terms of mandated pharmaceutical products where exemptions are, are very difficult, are far more difficult to obtain. they are a lot more narrow and um, and, they're, and they're not check the box. And so, you know, even this notion that oh, well, there's always been childhood uh, vaccine mandates is not a, a, an apt analogy. There's really never been anything equivalent to this, of this nature and the scope. There's no medical product that if you didn't engage in it, you're basically locked out of society. If, New York, if you're in New York City right now, based on the laws, though, some of them are being challenged and some successfully, you effectively wouldn't be able to hold a job if that law was, is upheld. You, you, you can't go to school. You can't go into a restaurant. I mean, you're basically locked out of civil society. Um, uh, look, I'll add one more point to that, if I may. And it's this. You, me, everybody else in America, we don't get to say, you know what? Um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hire a, a good enough accountant this year. So I'm, I'm sorry, I can't file my taxes. Or, uh, you know what? I, I just don't have the resources to uh, uh, comply with these regulations or statutes. Or corporations don't get to say, oh, yeah, you know what? Our accounting and tax department's not big enough right now. So, hey, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll finally get around to paying taxes in 75 years. Or if a U.S. attorney submits a subpoena to you, you don't get to say I'm understaffed to review and produce those documents. Americans don't get to make those excuses. We have to comply with the law. And the law in the United States passed by Congress is that federal agencies need to promptly, and as soon as practical, when there's uh, grounds for expedition, produce documents requested by the public. FDA should be held to comply with the law, just like every other American. And we're really hoping that the judge agrees with that. And we're hoping that this will um, produce a different results than lots of the other FOIA cases that you mentioned earlier.
0: You can hear more from attorney Aaron Siri on my other podcast this week, Full Measure After Hours. In that part of the interview, He's going to talk about the rationale behind vaccine mandates and the cases he's fighting over that in court right now. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. To support independent journalism, check out the Cheryl Atkinson store. Go to CherylAkison.com and click the store tab. I think you're going to like what you see. Don't forget to subscribe to the Cheryl Atkinson Podcast, my other podcast full measure after hours, and all the Just the News podcasts wherever you'd like to listen. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself. And by the way, Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everybody.
2: All right, folks, all of you know the story about my crick in my neck and how I bought a pillow a few years ago and all of a sudden my neck just healed up. In fact, the orthopedist couldn't figure out what the heck had John done. I, it was simple. I just bought one of Mike Lindell's pillows, and I all of a sudden found I wasn't sleeping right on my pillow. Mike's pillows did the trick. Well, guess what? He's done it again. He's got something new. He's now introducing his new my slippers. You want the best slipper ever the best foot experience late at night Well, Mike has got he took over two years to develop this he designed it to wear this slipper indoor and outdoor all day long it's comfortable it's durable it's made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue in the slipper and it's made with quality leather suede they look good they feel good they wear good for a limited time now, Mike is offering fifty percent off his new My Slippers. You will also receive a free book with any purchase. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you'll want to get some for the whole family. It's a great gift, especially heading into springtime. So here, here's what you do: you go to mypillow.com, and click on the radio listener square, and use the promo code Just News. That's easy to remember, right? The promo code Just News, and you will get deep discounts on all the My Pillow products, including the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. The My Pillow mattress topper and of course the My Pillow towel set. And don't forget, y'all want those My slippers? You gotta have them. They're incredible. Here's another way you can take advantage of this. You can call 800-951-3715 and use the promo code Just News when someone picks up. Call 800-951-3715. Use the promo code Just News. Pretty simple stuff for the best slipper, sheet, pillow experience of your life.